down the third base line. The Cougar third baseman, he can catch anything, but he throws like a real girl. He can barely get it to first half the I throw like a girl. What? I throw like a girl because I am a girl. Hannah throws like a girl, too. She's just good at it. Kimberly, that, that's not what I meant. Why is it a compliment every time you say, I run like a boy, but an insult when you say, I run like a girl? Can I just be a good runner or a bad runner? You are a bad runner. I know that. Everyone knows that. But it's not because I'm a girl. It's because I'm an uncoordinated dwarf, like Marcus and Jordan. Hey. Hello, and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. My guest tonight... One of them, Carrie's back. I'm not going to try to say <laughs> Carrie Claypool. I did it. You did. You said Carrie Claypool. I always mess it up. This time I did it. Um, we have between the two of us a number of children. Some seven. Of, seven of them. Yes. Some of which have been on the show already. Some have not. All of which are, with the exception of one, what could generously be called indoor kids. Yes. Yes. We have one kid, outdoor kid. <laughs> yeah. So when a sports movie came up, I said, finally, the outdoor kid has his day to shine. Our other guest is I, I'm a, Kyle Jeffrey. Kyle Jeffrey, yeah. Whichever you prefer. Uh, and he's here to join. Hey, say hi. Hi. Uh, um. He's here to join us to talk about a Disney Channel original from 2003 called Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, which is not only about baseball, which Kyle loves, yes, also cooking, which Kyle loves, or Jeffrey, or at least, at the very least, has become good at. Yeah, he is a very good cook, and I appreciate that a great deal. And I'm glad he's here to give some insight to some of the silliness that's going on in, in this movie. Because I'm interested to hear his perspective being a 15-year-old kid who plays baseball and cooks. Because, the, and granted, 2003 feels like forever ago. Maybe not as woke as we are now. But I would imagine the idea of, like, the entire concept of this movie, that a boy who's very good at sports also is very good at cooking and becomes a pariah in his town for it, is so, like, what world is this? <laughs> like, what, what year is it? I mean, 2003? I thought we were a little better then, but maybe we weren't. Well, and... First off, it's a Disney Channel original movie. It's aimed at 11, 12, 13-year-olds. So this is not... I'm not the target audience for this. But there are a great many, quote-unquote, children's entertainment things that I very much enjoy. Some that I don't. I haven't watched a lot of Disney Channel original movies. I have to imagine this one is not the worst, probably not the best, but probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It's just the idea that... I don't know, the movie takes place in a world where they treat this kid, it's crazy. It is, it is, and I, and I just now realized this movie actually, Jeffrey, was made two years before you were born. Yeah. Yeah, you, were, you weren't 
even a thought. So have you ever felt, now granted, this school year has been strange, and most of the last school year was strange, so you weren't in a classroom for other students to make fun of you, but do you imagine if you were in regular school, athlete that you are, star wrestler, baseball player, and you took home that class, which is kind of what you're doing now, you're taking a food class, do you think that you would be met with derision and mockery the way this poor kid is? No way. It's definitely the class that I'm pretty sure almost everyone takes, so I don't think there'd be any way for you to get like harassed as much as this kid did in the movie. Yeah, they they act like not that he has decided to take a cooking class, but like as if they caught him in the park making out with squirrels. Yeah. And now it's <laughs> the rumors getting around the school. Like it's bananas. So let's I will just get into it and go through the plot a little bit. Anytime you have, you know, something in your notes or a joke to jump on in. Um the first thing we learn in the opening scenes is that this team, the groundhogs, sucks. There's a pair of twins who like a cliche run into each other in the outfield and trying to catch a ball there's a girl who has shoes that never fit so she's always tripping and falling down it's One, just over the top with their reactions and their expressions and how bad they are which again it's for kids so i don't fault it but one kid tries to catch a ball and he's like oh my god it broke my hand <laughs> Such a, and one kid hits the ball of a foul ball so out of line that it flies into the snack ball and like ricochets around and destroys everything so yeah this team is terrible the coaches are complaining to each other like oh we got back all the players from last year yeah oh no we got back all like it's a bad thing <laughs> except for our boy eddie Eddie's who's single-handedly carrying this team on his back to a certain extent they say that last year they won only one game so he's not helping them that much but like if he weren't there it would be it wouldn't even be a contest ever so their the big goal is because the good team is the eagles something like that so that's their goal like but part, kind of also the goal is like maybe this year we can win two games like <laughs> incremental change and the coaches are talking about oh hey there might be like a college scout who's going to be here to watch to see eddie like these are these are junior high kids who what college scout comes to watch a junior high kid besides i think even the best junior high kid at baseball would still be a mediocre high school baseball player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know what college scouts are dipping this early into the pool. Yeah, they typically don't start coming around until sophomore year. And that's even a step look at the seniors and juniors instead of yeah. doing the Yeah. And you would think that if it's if this team is this notoriously bad, the scouts not going to bother coming at all. You know. Um... It's a it's a co-ed team. 
Yeah, there's a girl who comes in a cheerleading outfit because she has been lying to her mother because she can't let her mom know she's playing baseball, so she tells her she's cheerleading. Yeah, so the weird sort of gender roles thing starts off right away, and it's also on the other foot. Because, yeah, Hannah, who's played by Rose McIver from iZombie, when she was in the retype, um, yeah, her mom wants to be a cheerleader, so she shows up in cheerleading gear, and then once her mom drives off, takes it off and plays baseball with the boys. And she's pretty good, too. She's no Eddie, but she seems to be yeah. one of the better players on the team, or at least not a complete klutz dumpster fire who's falling all over the place um yeah and the team they only beat the panthers last year because the pan because the panthers got chicken pox that's what they say so really there's an asterisk next to their one win last year too um and the, the coach starts in right away with this oh you throw like a girl which is a real weird thing to say first off at all even in, I feel like even in 2000, well, maybe not. 2003 maybe wasn't as progressive as I'm remembering, but um, but the fact that you have girls on your team mm-hmm. and you're saying you throw like a girl, like what an insulting piece of crap this guy is. Like, have you ever had a girl on your team? I don't remember. Uh, I remember playing with somebody from a town in Fargo that had a girl on pitching. Have you had coaches say you throw like a girl? <laughs> no, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we're we are past that now, hopefully. Um. So the game is over. They, 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 I wrote this down, and I don't know why. One of the coaches says to the other, "They're fragile at this age." <laughs> I don't know if they're just. It was just another weird thing to say, and then I also noticed after this game. And this is a baseball mom talking. Their uniforms were way too clean, even for playing poorly. I mean, did you notice that, Jeffrey? Their uniforms were pristine when the game was over, and I just thought that never happens ever. I mean, you could sit on the bench and your uniform would get dirty. Like it just—it's impossible to keep a uniform that clean. And they at that kind of runs through the movie because there's a couple food fights later on where some kids are just douched in food and Eddie has like a couple little smudges like yeah. <laughs> so I don't know it's ridiculous. maybe they only had so many wardrobes to work with they didn't <laughs> want to mess them up but uh, the game is over Eddie goes over to the stand and shows off I guess shows off his hot dog his skills. cooking Based on this recipe that he's put together, this could this kid should not be cooking anything because he makes these disgusting. He calls them Eddie dogs, and it's a hot dog with literally everything on it and piles of it. So he's got mustard and ketchup and jalapenos and onions and relish and and, yeah. the, and you have to hold it with two hands because it's an enormous. It's the grossest looking thing ever. But all the kids are like, "Yeah, Eddie dogs!" You like, I know you love this kid, but you don't have to. Yeah. love everything he does because he's, he's a disgusting this kid should have a giant head for how much he gets pumped up by all of his friends well he's going to get taken down a peg that's for sure that's true uh, his two best buddies are DB and Frankie um, coach brings the, the whole team back to his house coach is Eddie's father by the way 
which is like, well, that still happens. Yeah. Not a conflict of interest, I guess. That still happens. Yeah, it happens a lot. But, um... Yeah, and, and like, they, they talk about how there's so much pressure from Dad that Mom was saying something about, like, Eddie's mom was saying something about, oh, you put too much pressure on him, and he's watching a cooking show. Well, yeah. just all the other boys on the team are kind of roughhousing and playing around, and, and he changes the channel kind of when nobody's looking to watch Bobby play cameo on TV <laughs> rather than watch... Uh, the game and well no that's after because first he waits till they leave because his mom cuts his finger cutting something well he was watching the cooking show for like first like just kind of like checking it out but then yeah then his mom cuts her finger and they take off the dad can't handle blood yeah this tough macho guy who's gonna rough shot his kid into sports but he faints seeing blood which is i mean haha funny for a kid's movie um, so all the other kids leave, they take mom to go get stitches because she cut her finger, but this is all really pretext to get them out of the house and leave Eddie alone with his groceries. They just bought a bunch of groceries and he asked them to put them away. And instead of putting them away, he decides, I guess inspired by seeing Bobby play on TV, decides, I'm going to make this into something. I think so. And then Jerry uses his behind his back a joke to be funny. Yeah, here we have the first instance of him being like, this is a thing I'm into, and I'm not going to tell them. I'll tell them. It's like, isn't it funny that we're going to, like, make Fruity Pebble chicken? Which is what he does. They have chicken, like, chicken wings and, or chicken legs. And for, like, the... Breading. For the breading, he uses Fruity Pebbles, which is disgusting. And he makes, like, a mashed potato volcano with this weird red gravy... And all of it looks disgusting. But everybody comes home and is like, oh, this is so amazing. Well, first they walk in and they're like, oh, that's gross. We're not eating that. But then we cut to the families all eating it and enjoying it. And then we get more of his dad and his older, but he has two older, like, twin brothers who especially... They're calling him Edwina and asking him where his apron is, and it's real gendered shit. That's like, I don't. It's just insane that <laughs> this kid is getting so maligned. Cooking. Yeah. Um, the um, it's a pretty nice school they go to. I don't know where this is at, but like the home ec room is this separate sort of bunker you know it's like not it's not like one big building and there's a whole neck room in it like it's like a campus almost and the whole neck room is it, a separate thing it reminded me of the schools in hawaii where they're all kind of an open campus outside with the walkways in between the buildings so it's got to be in a warm place where they don't have a lot of weather yeah it's probably california but it feels kind of midwestern too but in this Eddie's peeking in the window, and this whole neck room is like a paradise to him. It's all shiny and glittering. He's never seen anything like it. Like this wonderful kitchen. He's kind of daydreaming about getting in there to cook. Um, so then they talk about what, what electives they're going to sign up for. And it's going to be the 
computer class, which is supposed to be really easy, and they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go to sign up for electives, and it's just like how I remember signing up for electives back in the 90s, where everything is written down on the wall, and it's just mad. I don't know, like everybody's scrambling to grab the papers and, and sign up for the electives they want. It's all online now, right? Yeah, it's been online. You've never signed up for anything other than online, so. Um, yeah, it's this mad dash to get the clipboards off the wall so people can get the classes that they want. And in the in the melee, in the scuffle, Eddie sneakily grabs, instead of the computer class, the whole net class, and covers it up so his friends can't see it and kind of passes it back. Like, here, sign this, sign up, sign up. And tricks them into signing up for home ec instead, which they are not happy about at all. Nope. The uh, the home ec teacher is played by a lady named Nancy Linehan, who I could not tell you what she's been in, but she's someone who, when you see her, you're like, oh, I've seen her in like a ton of stuff. I can't think of anything. She's been in like you recognize her face. Same with his dad, the coach. Like, I've seen that guy in something, but I don't know what it is. And even looking through IMDb, I was like, I don't know where I've seen I, I haven't seen any of these things, so I don't know where I've seen him, but I know his face. So, otherwise, it's just a bunch of Disney Channel kids and Rose McIver. Um, the home teacher announces this sign-up for this flash to cook off. It's got a million dollars. But first, they see Bridget. She's like the pretty but snotty how would you describe her yeah but she's not like the popular girl like all the other everyone in the school the only person they seem to hate more than eddie once they start to hate him is this poor bridget girl yeah. she's a brown noser she is. she's definitely like the teacher's pet as far as home goes but everyone ignores her <laughs> pretty badly um yeah, and the home ec teacher announces there's this million dollar scholarship cook-off that's not it's not a cash prize, but it's like scholarships to cooking schools and stuff. Um, Bridget's all over it. Eddie waits until everyone's cleared out of the room and is like, oh, I forgot my backpack, and goes back to get it and grabs a entry form yeah. for this cook-off so his friends don't see him do it. Like, whatever, whatever <laughs> occurred to you, like, is there something you... What would it take for you to hide from your friends like this? I, I don't know. I'm very <laughs> secretive about anything. Like I tell my coach, I tell Miss Forbes what I'm doing. It's not super secretive stuff. I is. You are a very confident kid too. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and kids seem to kind of gravitate towards you and really like you. So kind of, you would set the trend, like, hey, cooking is cool. Well, that's the thing, is Eddie's the same way. That's Eddie true. walks on the baseball field, all the other kids are like, holy shit, finally, we can win now. Like, he's the hero of this baseball team. Yeah. And kind of a, at his school. So you would think that the fact that he t is taking a cooking class would make other kids go, oh, I should do a cooking class too. Yeah, that's true. Not <laughs> treat him like... A molester or something like <laughs> just there's something still wrong like eddie waiting until after class to get the forms and he gets caught by the girl who will like 
Yeah, and she. Oh, she catches him grabbing the brochure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but she doesn't. She doesn't care. She thinks because she's also face. going through the same yeah. shit. Because she has, she thinks she has to hide being a baseball player from her mom for some reason. So yeah. she gets it. He's on his side for sure. Um. Then we're at home. He's doing some late night after everyone's in bed asleep. He's doing some late night attempts at coming up with a recipe because you have to enter your own original recipe into this contest. Um, he's doing stuff with peanut butter and there's a blender explosion. Yeah, all the possible messes you could think a kid would make in the kitchen, he's making. And there's a running gag of he can't crack eggs. Mm. Somehow he smashes it every time and gets shelled in there. Said, but he, well, but he, he, the first couple he destroys, and then he seems like he does three or four in a row pretty good, but then later on in the movie, he's back to not being good at it again, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But, yeah, there's this crazy peanut butter smoothie blender explosion, and his brother comes down the stairs, not sleepwalking, like perfectly awake, like he's come down to get a snack, and looks at the counter, which is dripping and covered with goo. There's goo dripping on him from the ceiling. And he picks up this peanut butter sandwich and he's like, that's covered with gunk, and oh, just eats it. Looks so gross. And it's like, what are you doing? And then he goes, mmm. <laughs> so, almost a, a good uh, recipe, I guess. And then I have, what is dancing around like a little girl? Again, there's more. Yeah, there's more his dad saying stuff. I wrote that down too. Dad tells him, stop dancing around like a little girl. Do you remember that, Jeffrey? Because I don't. What is the context? Uh, I don't remember. I think it's... Yeah, I think it's... I don't know if he catches him cooking something or what. But yeah, it's a, again, don't... Anything that isn't like macho... This guy isn't like a macho guy. He looks like a nerdy, like... So I don't know... But he's very set on calling this kid a little girl all the time. Um, we're back in home ec class. Eddie and Bridget are the only kids paying attention. One kid's drawing a comic. Other kids are doing stuff. So this is before kids would have cell phones in class. So you don't see that. But, yeah, Eddie and Bridget are the only ones paying actually attention to what this teacher's trying to show them. Then our first of two food fights break out. Oh, it's horrible. Do you guys ever have food fights at your school, Jeffrey? <laughs> Do they get like this? Um, oh, the closest thing I had was in middle school. There was this group, like a group of like 10, 15 kids that just had a thing to eat everywhere. Yeah, I would be pretty pissed off if I was a teacher in that situation. Yeah, I feel like food fights is a thing that doesn't happen outside of TV movies because they would crack down on it so fast. And there would be repercussions other than you have to clean this up. We'd be like, okay, well, nobody gets pizza now or something, you know, yeah. and then everyone, like, everyone knows what's at stake up there in a food fight. And this is the first food fight fight because, um, because Eddie was trying to find, like, if peanut butter is a good base for ingredients from Bridget, and then one of his close friends come by to kind of, like, dump it under the, like, carpet, basically. Yeah. yeah, he sneaks over to Bridget and he's like, hey, I was trying to make something with peanut butter. Do you think that that would be a good main ingredient to enter into the contest? 
and DB, stupid little DB comes over, this Napoleon complex kid, um, comes over, and it's like, what are you talking to her for? And he has to be like, uh, I don't, I don't know. And DB's sort of looking at him like, are you hitting on this girl? Like, what are you doing? Which he also acts like that would be weird. Like, what are you, what are you talking to girls for? Like, you're 14. Like, you want to talk to girls. <laughs> you're not still in the cooties phase. Like, but yeah, that's how the, the food fight starts because he kind of to get DB out of his face, put food on DB's face, and then it turns into a whole thing. The result of which is this giant bowl of purple goo that's left over somehow has caught a bunch of different elements and ingredients. Um, which Frankie takes a taste of and is like, oh, actually, this is really good, and convinces DB and um, Hannah and Eddie to try and they're all like well that is pretty good it's like they describe it as tasting like barbecue sauce and I'll tell you what if I go to eat something purple that tastes like barbecue sauce I don't think so no that's pretty healthy like that's not a first off I don't need purple food to begin with but maybe it's just me but do you feel like there are colors and flavors that should match together right there are like if you if you started eating something yellow and it tasted like chocolate, wouldn't that mess with you? Mm-hmm. Like wouldn't you be like, well, what is this? <laughs> mm-hmm. So purple should not taste like barbecue sauce. Yeah. It should taste like grape or <laughs> something like that. It's an odd. It is odd. But so now he's decided this is my recipe. I'm gonna, you know. I'm gonna utilize this for the cookout. Because no one, they certainly haven't seen anything like this. The purple goo that tastes like barbecue sauce, and you can put it on anything. Um, apparently in a sports bottle because when we cut to the next baseball game there's a kid who's just who has a sports bottle full of this purple goo and he's just pulling it out with two fingers eating it in front of everybody slobbing it all over himself like a lunatic <laughs> so it's already spreading this recipe of his but also you're telling me that it's, that it's barbecue sauce or that it tastes like barbecue sauce only better is the quote you're just sitting in the dugout chugging barbecue sauce? <laughs> like, what is that? Then he's talking with his mom, is what I have noticed. Yeah, mom knows his secret. She's going to help him sort of sneak around and get supplies for him and stuff and not tell dad about it because she knows how he is. Rather than have a talk with dad and say, hey, man, why don't you... Accept your child. Treat our kid like <laughs> not garbage. <laughs> yeah. But she's going to sneakily help him. Um, Eddie helps him win a game. The coaches have a real no-homo hug. Like, they hug each other, and they're jumping up and down, and then they're like, you know, Whoa. like the cliche thing when they're like back up, like, oh, 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 oh what happened? Sports, sports, sports ball. Yeah. Like, we didn't hug just now. <laughs> so it's real. Again, it has some real strange ideas about things like that um the finals for the cookout well db is grilling eddie like well what do you like home ec and again it's like it's like he's been found out doing something insane that his friend would be like oh do you like that now like (laughs) like I don't even know what 
like he's doing heroin or something and his friends are like what do you like heroin now like it's crazy they're they almost seem angry with him for enjoying cooking yeah and if you i i feel like if you really want to give this movie probably more credit than it deserves you could maybe start getting into the idea of maybe like db is always he loves eddie and their friends but he's always sort of been in his shadow and so now here's another thing that Eddie gets to be really good at, and he's dragged me along, and I, you know, so that might be, we never say that in the movie, but it's maybe under the surface if you want to look deeper than you probably deserve. His other friend, I forgot his name, he's the catcher. Frankie. Yeah, Frankie, he's starting to, like, understand and not really care, like it's not a big deal when it's not. Yeah, yeah. it seemed more like when he would make fun of Eddie, it was kind of like DB would start it and he would kind of just go along with it. He never really instigated, and he definitely gets to a point where he's like, well, what do we care? Like, <laughs> And meanwhile, the team is getting better. The team is getting better, and also, I think Frankie is maybe starting to enjoy home at class as well. The food fight probably helped. If you're not going to have a food fight in computer class, that's true. Are you going to throw funny. floppies at each other? That'll hurt. Do you even know what a floppy is, Jesse? No. <laughs> floppy disk? <laughs> well, in 2003, they still had, maybe not hop, floppy disks, but hard disks. Yeah, still. but they called them floppy disks, those little square yeah. ones. Yeah. Not a CD is what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, no. and he starts trying to rib him because he's, he's doing the finals for that cook-off, and he kind of just appeases his friends. He never really stands up for himself, which I... I always thought it was kind of strange for being the kid who's so good at baseball and, you know, kind of the the leader of the group, you know. He never says, guys, just knock it off. It's just cooking. And you know? when he gets to the lunchroom for right before the second food fight, everyone's, like, trying to treat him like he's a girl now. Like, oh, this is because you have to be a cheerleader now. You have to wear your skirt and everything like that. Yeah, that was kind of low. Yeah, an that comes over, a school announcement comes over the PA in the lunchroom that the two finalists are Bridget and Eddie. And everyone in the school, in the classroom, in the cafeteria, is pointing and laughing at him. The cheerleader's like, hey, you should come be on our squad because you're a girl now. Like, it's crazy. Well, and, and like, why doesn't he ever stand up for himself? But he doesn't. He just, like, lets everybody give ribbon and give him a hard time and he never once says you know what cooking is a vital skill a life skill that everybody should know because at some point you're not gonna have someone to cook for you like you're gonna be living in your own apartment and wouldn't it be nice if you could cook your own mac and cheese you know but if you never learn that skill where does that leave you or you know what else girls like a guy who can cook well, that's true <laughs> there's an incentive too big incentive um, you cook that chocolate cake for a girl, Jeffrey? She'll be like, no, if you do. If you were to cook your chocolate cake that's so yummy and give it to a girl, she would just be smitten. Unless she's diabetic. Check for her. Check, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but just in a real school with real kids, there would be six fist fights already. Yeah. Like, he would not stand for 
this level of, you know, at some point he would break and somebody's throwing a punch or getting shoved in a lock. Like, what is this kid's movie that we're not having any inkling of violence or anything like that? Which is, I mean, that's good. But it just builds this world that is so foreign from reality, I feel like. Even in 2003... Maybe even like in 1993, I don't think it would be. It would not be this big a deal. No, it wouldn't have been. <sighs> so if his dad finds out and he's disapproving of the cook-off thing, also making the commitment that he's becoming a girl or something like that. Yeah, part of it is because his concern of like, well, you can't focus on two things at once. It's baseball or cooking, and that's pitching, which, you know, he doesn't. Well, we'll come to find out, maybe he does, because the finals for both are on the same day. What do you know? He has to pick. Although I have made you pick between doing dog and baseball, but that's just because logistically speaking, it's impossible for me to, and for you to be in both places at the same time. So sometimes you do have to make a choice. Like, are you going to do 4-H dog, or are you going to play baseball? You always pick baseball. Yeah. And, like, the whole problem of him having to choose this or that could have been avoided, because I doubt, like, the playoffs or whatever they made it to is going to be on the same day as him next year. And, you know, his team has been really shitty. So when things get good, you get to just do that. And then done thing next year, it's yeah. one year true yeah next year he's still gonna be the best player on the team it's not like some kid chances are some kid's not gonna move in to the school from out of town and take over as the best baseball player in town like true whereas and also another thing to consider is this cooking show is televised Mm -hmm. your your little junior high baseball game is not on tv this is your chance to be on TV if you care about that kind of thing. So maybe well, yeah, that and, should weigh And the scholarships, too, are pretty significant. I mean, if if you can get all this money and go to a culinary school, I mean, you could have a pretty awesome career, and playing a eighth-grade baseball game isn't going to really make or break your baseball chances. Yeah, a million-dollar scholarship to go to, like, the Cordon Bleu school or something? Like, yeah. That'd be the off chance that some college scout is coming to your junior high gate like right dad is not thinking about his odds here at all and then i wrote down coaching from teacher can't crack eggs coaching from teacher but i don't remember exactly what why i wrote that down well there's a there's a sizable montage of the home ec teacher training Bridget and Eddie on like the basics like okay you have your recipe but you can't just go in and do that like they could throw anything at you you have to be prepared to julienne fries or you know cut carrots a certain way and all this other stuff so there's a lot of her training them and again he's bad at eggs and she has to try to teach him that he's lost his touch for cracking eggs um there's yeah he's training that the baseball team is working hard and they're getting better. They are, but they they lose again because he's late or busy. Um, well, they're losing, and it's only going to be their second loss, so they, yeah, they have gotten a lot better. He shows up. He missed the first three innings because he was cooking a souffle. 
and the coach is like, well, there's no souffle exception, so you're you don't get to play. Which, at the age you need him, <laughs> don't you? Like, isn't that the whole point? Is that like the coach's main goal is just win games? So I wouldn't. I kind of find found it weird that he wouldn't let the star players slash fun players. Well, there are things that would get you, you know, if they caught you smoking or something, that they won't let you play. But not because you're late, because you were doing another school-sanctioned activity for a class. Like, right. um, TB gets in his face again and is like, oh, what are you going to do next? Like, play with dolls? Like, it's not... First off, it's fine to play with dolls if you want to. Right. And secondly... It's not comparable. It's a school class to learn how to cook. Like, it's not it's not running around in a dress. Right. And it's a life skill. It's a valuable life skill. It's a little bit of comedic effect or they made Frank Buscemi that, like, he, or, like, TB or whatever his name was, like, did play with dolls until, like, third grade or something. He brought up the show and tell everybody. Yeah, Frank, he's like, yeah, you played with your sister's Barbies and brought them to school. And he's like, it's not the same. He's like, well, how, how? how is it not the same? <laughs> First off. Um, yeah, and of course, the playoffs and the cook-off are on the same day. He chooses the game over the cook-off. Well, there's the second food fight. Which happens. Oh, yeah. Well, that, but that's in the cafeteria. But this time they actually showed the kids cleaning it up. Which was nice. The first one. They showed us both the main people, and Frankie on the second one was just sitting there trying to like ease the tension between everybody. Yeah, Frankie seems to be kind of the nice guy, the peacemaker. Um, I wrote down in quotes plenty of other reasons, but I don't know what that means. Was it Bridget when she says, you all hate me or something? And then someone says, oh, no, there are plenty of other reasons. Oh, yeah, it's the one joke in this movie that legitimately made me laugh. That's why Because it's such a good line delivery from the home ec teacher. Yeah. Bridget's like, oh, my recipe's, like, my recipe's so good. Or something, I don't know what it is, but it's, like, something about her being a teacher's pet and this is the reason the people are jealous of me or something and that's why people hate me and the teacher sort of under her breath goes there's plenty of other reasons <laughs> and that made me laugh yeah um <clears throat> yeah so now eddie has to choose yeah eddie has to choose coach finally gets called out on his like a girl shit because he's say, saying stuff like that again and the girl who's Kept losing her shoes. No, the oh, other the girl. Other girl. Oh, right, right. Um, so yeah, there's two girls on the team. Um, he's like, "Hey, I am a girl. Of course, I throw like a girl, and I run like a girl. But it's not like the, the, me falling down is because I'm a klutzy doof, not because I'm a girl." And then other kids jump in and sort of gang up on coach and try to turn him around on his stuff, including the other coach finally said something um yeah so they're done hearing this nonsense from him yeah they're playing their big game john fogarty center field song is playing which is i mean what better song could you possibly have um 
Well, that's not the playoffs yet. That's a different. That's just another game. Because then the Womack teacher comes to Eddie's house because he's dropped out of he dropped out of the program, um, and she's trying to convince him like, like no, you're really good at this and you have a passion for it, and it would be you'd be doing yourself and me a disservice if you did the baseball game instead of so please sleep on it and think about doing the cook-off instead and dad's real even after the telling off he just got from these kids is still real smarmy and smirky about it like oh they're like don't worry he'll be playing baseball but thanks for coming over like and he won't eat this woman's cookies she brought cookies for them to eat the mom eats it and is like mm, that's really good and the dad's like mm, no, i'm good no cookies for me. Like, de- depriving himself of cookies to teach this woman some lesson or something? He's a terrible person. He's a terrible person. Cookies are delicious. Never turn down a cookie. So before the game, the playoff game starts, Eddie goes to the convention center or wherever this cook-off is just to sort of check it out. And he sees this beautiful sort of kitchen set up with his name on a plaque and starts really getting pangs. He meets Bobby Flay, um, and tell, you know, he tells Bobby Flay, like, oh, it's, you know, this is cool, but I have other things to do, and I can't make it. So we're only, you're only going to have seven contestants instead of eight. And Bobby Flay is like, oh, that's too bad. I liked your purple barbecue juice or whatever the hell it is you did. Um, <clears throat> so he, yeah, so he leaves... The, the cook-off goes to the playoff game and the other kids start it seems like at first they're giving him crap like we don't need you like you think you're so big you think you're so hot we can win this without you but really what they're doing is subtly or not so subtly maybe trying to get him to like to say like we got this we'll be fine you should go and do the cook yeah they basically kind of tell him get lost Dad, the dad even kind of seems to have a change of heart, sort of. Well, he has a change of heart because Hannah's mom shows up. Oh, that's right. Hannah's mom shows up, and she's like, oh, no, mom, don't see me. And she starts putting her cheerleader outfit back on and pretending to be a cheerleader. And her mom's like, what are you doing? Like, I know what's going on because I, I found your batting glove in, my, in your pocket when I did laundry or whatever. And her mom does not care if she plays baseball at all. She's like, you didn't mean to lie to me. I'll be over here in the stands cheering you on like that guy's dad should be doing is what she's saying without saying it. And that's when Coach is like, oh, like she led by example and taught this man a valuable lesson. Yeah, so then this shows like the team playing and that they've actually picked up some skills and have, you know, maybe gained some skills in baseball and they're doing very well. She's bad at running, but she's a really strong hitter. So. Because they've got, and Hannah has shown that she's, there's a lot of times you see her, like, she'll get the ball from out from the outfield and throw it, like someone throws it to her, like she's the center uh, shortstop or something, and throws it to first base and gets somebody else. So she has a good arm. So they weren't, like, totally hopeless, really, without Eddie. 
Um, Eddie's brother turns on the TV and sees Eddie on TV because Eddie is now running. He rushes in. Bridget in. says something. What does she say? Is there no fire? No. Oh, no fair. Yeah, Eddie runs in and Bridget sees him and she says, no fair. Yeah, nothing's ever fair to, to Bridget. But, right. um, well, I don't know how long the cook-up is supposed to be, but he only has an hour and two minutes left when he gets there. Like, first of all, I'm, I'm shocked that they let him in at all. Yeah. But you can't have a movie without it. So right. they let him in. He's still in his baseball uniform. Um, yeah, and Bobby Blaze tells him he's the host of this thing. He's like, okay, we can't give you any extra time, so whatever you're doing, you got an hour and two minutes to do it, and these are the ingredients that you have to include in your recipe. And it was chicken, chocolate, jalapeno, peppers and lemon yeah it was ridiculous <laughs> which good luck with that i'm sure somebody could make something out of that but um so dad gets himself ejected on purpose kicking dirt on the ref and yelling at him so that he had an excuse to, go to save face rather than just running off and abandoning these children well there's another coach there so they wouldn't be alone but he's learned his lesson now he wants to go help Eddie because Eddie's all by himself because they have a little TV in the dugout that nobody's paying attention to the game everybody's watching Eddie on this little TV cooking so but and Eddie's falling behind even more because all the other contestants have helpers helping him out helping them out and he doesn't he's trying to do everything by himself and he burns the first thing he's trying to make a what a chocolate chocolate pie what a chocolate pie yeah, and he burns the shit out of it. So he's like, okay, new plan, chocolate tarts or whatever. So he's on the fly having to change. And the clock is ticking. So dad gets there just in time. He cracks an egg. Yeah, because dad is really good at cracking eggs. Dad's good eggs. at cracking eggs. And that's what his dad, dad shows up with his egg cracking skills. And, and then the mom shows up and the brother shows up. The brothers. So they're all watching and cheering him on. Um cutting back and forth between the groundhogs slowly but surely making a comeback to win the game and Eddie sort of struggling but getting by as the clock ticks down <clears throat> DB basically wins or gets the final play wins the game for him he's gonna run off at the bases and has to slide underneath and it's safe so he got he got the final score, score. Yeah. so the groundhogs win and this isn't they keep saying the playoffs. They, they act like it's the championship game, but they they were always saying the playoffs. So unless they already had the playoffs and we didn't see it. Yeah, they keep saying playoffs, so... And they get a trophy for winning, so... It feels like it's the championship game, but... So they win. They win, but he does not win the cook-off. Bridget, she surprisingly, in a real Rocky move, Eddie does not win the cook-off. Bridget wins the cook-off. Um... Which I feel like is good. It's a good lesson. There's been a lot of bad lessons. Well, there's been a lot of bad lessons in this movie that led up to the good lesson, which is stop with the gender shit. Boys can cook and girls can play baseball, but we had to walk through this minefield of really weird stuff, you know, <laughs> bad stuff to get there. So the moral of the story is good. We had to see all these bad examples first that still feel kind of out of place, but um, it's a good lesson in like, 
You don't always win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and you also have to remember there's next year. Well, I don't know how often the million dollar cook-off happens, but... Um, well, I saw Austin's tweet recently because when, when she was handing out, like, the pamphlets in the class, she's like, oh, only one person, like, no one else wants to do this, like, every other year. So it has to be at least... That's true. Yeah. And the teacher has a real stake in it because she is kind of always bragging about, like, she won it once, or almost won back in the day with her recipe that everybody still talks about and all that. So she, her kind of skin in the game is kind of reclaiming her own glory vicariously through her students now. Um, yeah, and then the team rushes in to, to see Eddie at the end of the cook-off. Yeah, and to show him the trophy that they won without him, like, we did it without you, and to, you know, bolster his spirits after he lost. Um and they go to leave and Bridget's like because this is the second time because when they announced who the final contestants for the cook-off were that was Bridget and Eddie and the entire class ran over to Eddie to congratulate him and left Bridget standing there and she's like but I win too and it happens again at the end where even though she won all the the baseball team came and got Eddie and just walked off and left her and she's like but I want to go and eat with you guys too and so Eddie comes back and is like yeah come with us so they include Bridget so there's a lot of heartwarming good lessons to learn and that's it that's the movie it's it's about what you'd expect from a disney original movie not terrible not certainly not something i ever would have watched if it hadn't come up on the podcast but not it's inoffensive it's i mean it's kind of offensive but on the road to leading to a good story so Outcome. It's all a little silly. It's definitely not for my age bracket. <laughs> it's probably even a little below your age bracket. Yeah, I was gonna say like this through like the whole thing. A little, a little embarrassing to watch. Yeah. Yeah, but I can see how it, it it's it's okay. It's for for the audience that it's aimed at. Maybe not so much in 2021, but in 2003, I can see how, you know, not too shabby. Yeah, it will probably, probably fit right in. I guarantee that there's Disney Channel original movies that are considerably worse than this. Probably. And I don't even need to watch them to know that. Just looking at, like, the art, I'm like, oh, not for me. Like, the zombies thing that I saw in there, I was like, that looks real dumb. Yep. Um... So that's Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. That's the movies of this week. We're all done. Time to push the button and see what the movie for next week is. <clears throat> it is... What is that? The, the FP from 2011. It is on Tubi. What is it even about? It looks like it's a movie about... Dance Dance Revolution. So, oh boy. We'll see how that goes. Jeffrey just sneezed. <laughs> Two rival gangs fight for control of Fraser Park, a deadly arena in competitive dance fight video game Beat Beat Revolution. Well, that sounds dumb, but maybe it's like a dodgeball. That would be maybe that. Kind of funny. I don't know. We'll find out. That's the movie for next week, everyone. The FP.
on Tubi. I think that'll do it. Any final thoughts, sir? Uh, look past all the sexist comments and everything. It's it's not the worst movie, like you said. It's not something I'd probably, I definitely wouldn't watch again, but it's something there, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you saw a little kid watching it, you wouldn't be like, what is this garbage? You'd be like, yeah, that's for you. Yeah. And that's the secret. It's not everything is for you. And I wish more men my age on the internet would understand that. Not everything is for you. It's okay if there's a new Shira cartoon for little girls that has nothing to do with you. Grow up. You know? It's okay for there to be stuff for little kids. Because there's plenty of stuff for grown ups, not for little kids. It's fine for there to be things for little kids that aren't for you. You don't have to love it, you don't have to go on Twitter and shout about it. Just don't watch it. It's that simple. Very simple. And if it weren't for this podcast, I would not have watched Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. I don't regret watching it. I'm not embarrassed to have watched it. It is what it is. You gave not, us something not, interesting to talk about for the last hour. Yeah, and you finally gave us a movie to get this guy. I so, know. Yay, Jeffrey. We still have, here's the scary thing. We have now at this point had four of our children on. There are still... Three. three that have not been on the show yet. <laughs> we have so many kids, you guys. We have so many kids. So. And we have an eighth coming. We'll have to get to them sooner or later. We were glad to have you, sir. Yes. Enjoy. It's uh, it probably sounds weird that why is your kid on a Zoom call? We can tell, we can hear he's on a Zoom call and you're not. It's because we are smart and careful people in the middle of the pandemic. Wrestling season has started, speaking of athletics. And rather than deprive him of wrestling, which is very good for him, and he's very good at it, um, and rather than have him coming back and forth from things and bringing God knows what into our house, where there's an immunocompromised pregnant lady, um, his coach has taken him in for the next, what, 11 weeks? 11 weeks 11 without weeks. my boy. Uh, so, so he'll be staying weird. there. So it's really cool to see your face. I miss it. He's only gone like two days. So. I know, but I still miss it. This is the longest we've ever been apart since I've seen teens. Since huh. Chubby Little Toddlers. Anyways. I know, it's super weird. But you're grown up. I feel like it's all part of grown up. Yep. Yep. He's like totally cool with it. Yeah, Whatever. He's so we'll... tall. Oh, yeah. He's 6'2", guys. <laughs> And he's only 15, so he's not done growing. Anyway, let's let him off the hook. I've been Heath. She's been Carrie. He's been Jeffrey. Where can people find you on uh, Instagrams and whatnots? Um, I do have an Instagram, and it is at j.exist with two S's. Oh, you've changed it. That'll do it for this week. The FP for next week. Everyone have a good week. Oh, it's J is in J A Y dot exist. With two S's. With two S's at the end. How do you have 1,300 followers almost? I don't know. And you don't need to have five pictures. <laughs> you still have more pictures. I don't understand social media. 
you got rid of a bunch of pictures, huh? Yeah, I got. I had like thirty, but then I like kind of got rid of them. Well, if Jeffrey is the kid who makes friends with everybody, like he goes to a wrestling tournament from the time he was small, and he would come home and he would remember everybody's names, remember what school they went to, and they would all be invited to his birthday party, which wasn't even a thing. But like that's just he just makes friends. And it's been a it's been a tough school year for a gregarious, outgoing, athletic kid. So. Go give him some love, make him feel better about being <laughs> stuck at home all the time. <laughs> yeah, doing distance learning. Anyway, um, that'll do it for this week. Goodbye, everybody. We love you, Jeffrey. <laughs>